dance. Damn, now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, yeah, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I'm told to be. The original Jew. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Hello everybody and welcome to Extreme Real Talk. I'm your host Trevor Bowlers with my co-host JC Moreau. Hi JC. What's happening Trevor? Well, let's see. We are in February and you know we're, we just had two really amazing interviews with parents and we figured we're going to recap that stuff then move forward into the next phase. Let's hit it. Uh, spring is coming soon so hope is around the corner at least if you live in the northern state and uh but no, you're right, Those the two guests were awesome and they got to share their stories about their recruiting process with their children and, and kind of touch on a lot of the uh, key points that we've been hitting on up to this point. So, uh, you know, why don't we recap some of those and share that with the listeners. Yeah, first we had Rachel, you know, volleyball-wise. The interesting thought was the conversations with her daughter. Yes. You know, we had talked about this, so then she started showing some promise and then we went to the places where you get seen, and she realized the level that she wanted to be at. To put it in other terms, it is like, that's kind of like the best of the world, right? We tried to get to the highest level. We found that our daughter didn't want to be there. So then we worked and found where she really actually fit in. And we found a spot for her where she's gonna be on a beach playing beach volleyball, taking her major, and she's pretty excited about what her college career is gonna hold. No doubt, and you know, as we said, we, she hit on some of those things that we talked about earlier. Uh, they started to talk about the process at a relatively, uh, you know, appropriate age. I don't want to say young age because we think it's when people should start. But you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, seventh grade, you know, sophomore year might be too late. But earlier on, they started you know, thinking about it. It was something they just they talked about. Uh, then, like you mentioned, getting on the right club team so that she could go compete at national tournaments and kind of gauge where she was at because that ability to identify, you know, really realistically, what level can I play at? Uh, and you might want to get that evaluation from numerous coaches. You might be able to do it yourself and just really objectively try to step back and look at yourself, you know, where could I compete? And she was able to identify those things, you know, pretty early on. So that really, I think, helped them narrow down the search pool and, and the targets, if you will, that they wanted to go after. Uh, because I think this recruiting thing is a two-way street. You know, schools will recruit you, but you want to go expose yourself to the schools that you're interested in, and want to make sure that they know who you are, and you know you can sh you show out in front of them and uh, put your best foot forward. So they were able to get that process done relatively early, which I think was very helpful in the end. Absolutely, and makes it like it, it makes it clearer. It makes the path clearer, and then it allows you to then go and find organizations, which is what they said. They used NCSA, mm -hmm. right? Um, they didn't use a lot of the counseling services. What they did more was use it for a database, right, of the search and be able to break down different schools by major and be able to look at where would, where would be a good fit for you and then contact that coach using the database. Now she did say it was a pretty expensive database. Yeah, that's just about, you know, obviously there's several companies that do that. There's, if somebody is resourceful enough online nowadays, you can find just about anything else 
uh, out that you need to find out on a website. Well, uh, most but of those as coaches at medium-sized schools, they have their actual email out there. Right. You can directly contact them if it's a school that you're interested in. You can also go to the uh, any of those college boards and learn about what's, what majors that school has or what schools have the major you're looking for if you have a major in mind. Like U.S. News and World Report, who has the college rankings every year, um, their website has a very detailed breakdown of you know, from top national universities to top liberal arts colleges to top regional universities to majors to graduate programs. To, they, they rank you know, not just what's in the magazine, if you will, but way more extensively than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in their case, they had a major in mind and they wanted to look at schools that were you know, in this size range. That's a, a resource somebody could use that you would then have, to, and usually I think within that report, it actually mentions what their affiliation is athletically. Mm-hmm. So then you could see if they're a division one, two, three, an AIA school. Um, but there are you know, yeah, several resources out there to use as a, a database, if you will. And, you know, the, the information is at your fingertips. There's, a video, there's videos out there. There are other recruiting podcasts out there that have more information. There are even recruiting classes and books that you can use. You know, it, it's, all, it's all out there. The question is, is, have you asked your child if they're interested in going to college? having that conversation. I think that's where it all starts. Yes, and I think with both of those parents, they had that conversation maybe at different points, but it was understood at some point that that was the goal, and then they pursued it. Yeah. And, you know, we could you could dissect how somebody pursued it if they, you know, would they have done anything differently, but. Uh, neither here nor there. They, they both ended up a, a great fit for them, which was fantastic. Um, but it was interesting the parallels in, you know, identifying ability, targeting certain schools. Uh, in both cases, wanting to find that academic fit, which I, I would hope would matter with a whole lot of people. Um, you know, a place they felt they could play. It was, it was probably a good fit that way, uh, and where they liked the coaching staff. You know, they'd been on campus, they'd been to camp there, which really is something you kind of have to do. It'd be strange almost to go to a, a college where you'd never, in this day and age, been on campus. <laughs> not when we were younger, but I mean, where you yeah. never, uh, you know, met the coaches and spent time with them. Right. Uh, so, you know, so they identified it early enough that they were able to go to those camps before their senior years and yeah. get to know those coaches and have that, you know, even if it's a small relationship, you have a little understanding of what they're about and what the culture is like. Right. Now, with Mike's uh, story with his son, Logan, you know, they had many options all the way from Div 1 to Div 3, right, of where Logan could end up. And and Logan ending up at the Air Force, it came down to, again, a best fit. You know, he wanted engineering. He did not mind the service commitment you know, because you know going to a school like that, a service academy, you have a service commitment. Understanding things like that ahead of time also plays a factor of like what the culture is that you're walking into. Yeah. In in his case, I think 
it's interesting to hear how many kids don't have the military academy in mind. I think most of them know that there's a commitment afterwards, but they just, and, and because of it, they don't really, it's not as attractive. But then if they actually sit down and are presented with it and see it and experience it to some degree, not everyone, some might be more turned off, but right. some are like, oh, I, I want to take a closer look at this. You know, I like some of these guys I'm meeting and we're kind of on the same page where you know, they tend to be very motivated, high achievers. Right. Uh, so it was interesting that, that wasn't really necessarily on the radar at first, mm -hmm. but as he got to know the place and know the people and know some of the players and the coaches, it became a better and better fit and ended up where he just, you know, chose to go. Essentially what you're looking for, right? Yeah. A fit for your child that where you're, they're going to have a chance to excel, you know, a chance, they feel that they're going to have a chance to succeed, but also get the academic side of what they're looking for, right? Like if you're listening to this, you have a child that wants to play. And you got to figure out how they're going to fit into wherever they're going academically as well as physically. Yes, you may have the standout, but that kid's going to be found anyway. And we call it, I mean, at the end of the day, college is about growth. I mean, every I think coach, I think most coaches are in coaching for the right reasons. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but for the most part, they're in it for the right reasons. And that reason is to help young people grow and develop into adults, hopefully more productive citizens, if you will. That sounds really basic, but it's growing as a player, developing as a player physically, developing academically, and then, you know, spiritually, emotionally, whatever you want to call that, which is growing. And where's the best place for your child to go and flourish and grow so that they can leave four years as a more mature, hopefully, you know, better at everything person. Right. Uh, certainly there are those, that their you know, aspirations are just to go to the professional league of their sport. Uh, and that's a great goal to have. I just have always found it extremely short-sighted for somebody, no matter how good they are. They could be the number one kid in the nation at their sport. And maybe that's an exception. <laughs> I mean, to not have the foresight of like, okay, this is going to be a few years. Because to think you're going to play sports professionally for more than five years is a roll of the dice. So what are you going to do for the next 50 after that? Mm -hmm. And it, it just is beyond me sometimes how people just put, you know, give that no consideration. Right. But like you and said, I don't think that's who's listening to this for the most part. Right. So with those two stories and all the information we've compiled right our keys come down to start early educate yourself about the process be resourceful and go use the resources out there that are available for the process and we've written those in on hotfeedsports.com each of the show recaps has the resources we've talked about and then learn the calendar you know one of the things that that is interesting is learn your individual sports process because it's every sport seems to have a different manner in which they go about this yep and, and the way you get exposure is different in each one and uh, a lot of them i guess are similarities in the the club sports tend to be where kids get more exposure 
in sports other than football. Um, I don't know if that's always the case, but it seems that that's largely the case. Is uh, you know the, the showcases and camp combine national tournament type things don't happen with high schools as much. Well, no, you know, you're not going to get a swimmer at a national like being able to swim against national competition, right? At their town, right? So, <laughs> if finding out where you know what club you need to be on to get that level of exposure, uh, you know, certainly matters a great deal. So that you know the when we say be resourceful, and uh, that would also include asking questions. I mean, ask, 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 ask. You can't ask too many questions, um, you know, including of us. You know, any questions people have, obviously, please ask those because uh, I don't like to assume anything. And father told me that many times, and occasionally mm -hmm. I do it and regret it, even in my forties. And but it's. You know, something a lot of parents out there may assume something, but if they have any question about it whatsoever, please ask because sometimes you can waste a lot of energy and resources kind of going down the wrong path. Absolutely. And, you know, there's plenty of stories like that where people are like, don't even try it because you're, you, it, it's better to sit and wait than to go hunt it. And because I failed, and our counter to that be, would be, if you sit and wait, then you obviously fail right away. I mean, yeah, you're not getting anything done waiting. Now, you know, the goal of this, I guess, is for people to not go out and spend their time and resources on the wrong things. Right. Because there is so much out there that some of it may be a little misguided, uh, not as productive. So, you know, and that's something I believe we're going to touch on here in uh, upcoming podcasts with, with camp season uh, coming up here for a lot of sports, as I said, as the weather improves and uh, there's more of the, the showcase type things and the people out in the north can go outside. <laughs> well, yes, but then you also have to consider in a lot of places, it's not only the fact that it's warm, it's the fact that high school seasons end. Mm -hmm. And then you're now allowed to go to these showcases and stuff, whereas there's restrictions on whether you're able to go and participate in other things like AAU. Or your, or your club sport, you know, while in season. Right, because I mean, for a lot of sports, the club season is full swing right now. And uh, you know, with football, the camp season is, has begun in the south and it's working its way up north. And that'll go through June. Mm -hmm. And uh, same with the AAU stuff for sports like volleyball and basketball. Uh, baseball, softball, depend on where you live in terms of when your high school season is and whatnot. Uh, so right now it might be a slower time for some of those because they're starting up but otherwise you know, the, a lot of those showcases happen in the summertime uh, so no that'll be I mean we'll, we'll touch on I imagine in the next couple episodes absolutely so the, the fun part is we also have a uh, great episode coming up where we're going to get to interview a woman that wrote a great article about youth sports. I suppose we could have a, a, several podcasts just on that topic of personal accountability. <laughs> Heaven forbid, what are the beauties of sports is it can teach that like no other. Like nothing It else. teaches you that sometimes things aren't fair and sometimes you have to you know, outwork somebody to, to jump them. But more often than not, in my experience, there is no personal vendetta out against somebody trying to keep them down 
especially the higher level you get to. The higher you yeah. get in levels where people's job is on the line, if they don't play the best players, they play the best players for the most part. But there are you know exceptions, and I think those lessons are good for kids to learn a, to take responsibility for their own actions and not blame anyone else. Mm -hmm. And then if you do have to, you're, you're in a less than ideal circumstance, how are you gonna work through it? Yeah. Because quitting's not gonna be the answer. Right. Because it's gonna happen again in life. Right. Many times, so it's, that is an interesting topic, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So we got lots of good content coming up. Really excited about recapping what we talked about getting validation from parents and recruiting people about what we're sharing with you that again start early right junior high age is not too early to start talking to your kid about their next step in and and, and it might not be college right it it very well could be that your child is not interested in going to college which then you have to work that out with them get the then start educating yourself as to the world of how your sport gets recruited, right? And then compete. Compete, 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 and put yourself in situations where you can compete against the best, you know, in your region, and if, if good enough in the nation, and enjoy the ride. Absolutely. All right, hey, so if you like what you hear, send us a question. Give us a like on any of the places that we are, like SoundCloud, iTunes, CastBox, Tune in radio, you know, really talk to your child because then you'll talk to us and communicate with us about things that you don't know, which we'll be very happy to answer. Absolutely. All right, so for JC Moreau, I'm Trevor Bowles. This has been the Studio Podcast. I know where I'm supposed to be, not who I'm told to be, when I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be, I wish I followed my dream when I first had the chance, I wish I could ever seen a life of passing a glance.